I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. John Lennon once said, the brilliant writer, musician in the Beatles, he said, when I went to school, they asked me, what I wanted to be when I grew up and I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment and I told them they didn't understand life. I think that's so well put. And if I was to ask you, what do you really, really want from life? When it's all stripped away, if you're like most people, you're going to say you want happiness, you want contentment, inner peace, fulfillment. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe, and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits, and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. If you listen to my weekly wellbeing podcast in the doctor's chair regularly, you'll hear me talking about health being the greatest wealth. It really is a priceless asset. And of course, health is much more than not being sick or not being unwell. It's a state of complete physical, mental and relational well-being. It's something that's never static. It's constantly changing. And for you listening, I think the greatest opportunity you have is to move your everyday lifestyle habits and choices into a health enhancing direction. And those small positive changes you bring into your lived experience can make a real difference long term. But what about happiness? Is there a price to be paid for your happiness? Well, research from Purdue University in 2018 talks about the substantial variation in what they term the cost of happiness. They looked at 1.7 million people across the world in more than 160 countries. And they looked at countries all over the world from places like Iran and Norway, United Kingdom, United States. And they found that there was a sort of a happiness point. In other words, earning a certain amount of money was required to provide happiness. And this really builds on the brilliant work by Nobel Prize winning psychologist Daniel Kahneman, who back in 2010, he showed that in America, earning up to $75,000 a year, it did increase your emotional well-being and provided an enhanced objective sense of accomplishment. But, and this is the important but, beyond that, 
making more money, earning extra dollars did not equate with extra happiness. And this is a really important point where this idea that having more is going to bring you more fulfillment or bring you more contentment or bring you more happiness. In my own experience as a family doctor for almost 30 years, I have met many patients who materially may have had very little, but actually they have so much. I mean, a phrase I use is a person who has nothing may have everything and a person who has everything may have nothing. And on the flip side, I've seen some people who are materially very wealthy, but are very unhappy, very miserable. And, you know, of course, money does make the world go round. And here in Ireland and in other Western countries, there is a cost of living crisis right now with inflation and so on. And there's no doubt money is a resource. It can buy you and provide you with a roof over your head, give you security, some safety and more of a sense and feeling of control about about your own life. But really, the whole idea about money and happiness, it can really give the wrong message. The idea that money can buy happiness, that happiness is a destination. It all feeds into this idea of I'll be happy when I'll be happy when. I win the lotto. I'll be happy when I get the new car. I'll be happy when I get the new designer gear. It's it's a sense of materialism, a sense of chasing, taking you away from the present moment. And there's a lovely story about a student who approaches a Buddhamaster and says to the Buddhamaster, I want happiness. Well, that's easy, says the Buddhamaster. You need to do three things. Firstly, let go of I. I equates to the untamed ego of expectancy and entitlement and believing the world revolves around you. You have to let go of that. Now, secondly, let go of want because want equates to desire and negative comparison. A wise person once said comparison is the thief of joy and gratitude deficiency syndrome. In other words, having a sense of ingratitude and just taking everything in your life for granted. And there's always going to be people that are faster and smarter and younger and better than you by whatever metric you want to measure things. Of course, you will always be you. But when you start comparing yourself negatively, that feeds unhappiness. So let go of I, let go of want. And now you're left with happiness. One of the major misconceptions about happiness is that it's never about being negative and nothing could be further from the truth because negative emotion is, is a key survival tool. We're, we're all hardwired for fear and anxiety and survival. And, you know, we should never suppress or repress our, our feelings and I think emotional agility is really all about becoming much more curious about the emotions we're experiencing and figuring out where they're coming from and dealing with them more constructively. But to feel sad at times, to feel angry at times, to feel guilty at times, to feel anxious at times, to feel fearful at times, these are all part of the normal human experience. Happiness is, it's a journey. It's an everyday journey 
of of self-care, of self-compassion. It's not a destination of perfection. And sometimes the word happiness, it, it feeds into this fixed mindset that you're either happy or you aren't happy, you know, a black or white, either or. Whereas really it's about becoming happier. It's about becoming more content, about becoming more fulfilled. John Lennon once said, the brilliant writer, musician in the Beatles, he said, when I went to school, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I wrote down happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment and I told them they didn't understand life. I think that's so well put. And if I was to ask you, what do you really, really want from life? When it's all stripped away, if you're like most people, you're going to say you want happiness, you want contentment, inner peace, fulfillment. And after the financial crash in 2009, I wrote a book called A Prescription for Happiness, The Ten Commitments for a Healthier, Happier Life. It's available still on Amazon. And, you know, a year or two after writing this book, I realized that the word happiness in itself can be so misunderstood. It can be so misleading. And happiness, of course, includes so much more than material things. It includes so much more than pleasure. Now, we're not pain seekers. We are pleasure seekers. And of course, there's so many sources of pleasure. Just think about all the sources of pleasure in your life. But pleasure isn't going to lead to lasting happiness. Pleasure, by definition, has to be transient. It has to be temporary. Sustainable happiness also includes engagement, which is really all about flow experiences, setting goals consistent with your values. It's about purpose and meaning, knowing that who you are matters, doing something that matters to you. When Japanese culture in Okinawa, they talk about ikigai, the inner purpose. That's the sweet spot of vitality, having a strong, strong sense of meaning. And, you know, meaning can really be a wonderful resilience tool that when you're connected to your values, you can really be better equipped to deal with the inevitable stressors and setbacks that come your way throughout life. Happiness also includes strong interpersonal relationships and happiness includes a sense of accomplishment and achievement. So it's really pleasure plus engagement, plus purpose and meaning, plus relationships, plus accomplishment. It's all these things make up this term called happiness. Only about 10% of your potential happiness is due to your life circumstances. Now, people can suffer terrible trauma and adversity in life, but it turns out that only a small percentage of your potential happiness is down to your life circumstances. A certain amount, perhaps up to 50%, is genetic. Now, What's really exciting is how the epigenome, which is the switch that sits on top of your DNA and influences how your cells and genetics express themselves, how that's open to lifestyle modifications. So perhaps a larger element of your potential happiness is up for modification. But we do know a certain, from twin studies that a certain amount is genetically inherited. Some people are just naturally more optimistic than others. Some people are naturally happier than others. Everyone has their own sort of happiness set point. 
but a significant percentage, at least 40% of your potential happiness is down to the things you do or don't do each and every day of your life. And in my book, I, I speak about some of those and they include gratitude, which is all about wanting what you have and really tuning into that inner sense of appreciation and abundance. And as I say, gratitude brings perspective to the past, peace to the present moment and a profound sense of hope and realistic optimism for a better, brighter future and really moves you out of your head and moves you away from that merry-go-mind of anxious negative thoughts and into your heart and opening up that sense of emotional flourishing and emotional positivity. And it is a wonderful habit to express. And the best way to express gratitude, as I've said before, is to write it down. WWW, what went well? Writing down three things that went well each day that you feel grateful for is a wonderful way to get that feeling of gratitude on paper. And that makes it more intentional. It makes it more granular and it makes it more real. Being kinder, not just to other people, but being kinder to yourself. That's really all about self-compassion, treating yourself as you would your own best friend. Building strong interpersonal relationships, setting goals consistent with your values, valuing your time, exercise, of course, the greatest pill of all to bring all those positivity neurochemicals into your brain like serotonin and oxytocin and dopamine, enabling you to better dissolve feelings of stress and build emotional positivity that enables you to think and feel more positive. Simplicity, which of course is all about what can you subtract from your everyday life to enhance your well-being. Simplifying really is the ultimate sophistication, as Leonardo da Vinci once said. Realistic optimism, which is understanding that through your everyday efforts, that no matter where you are right now today as you're listening to this, that things can get better through the power of your own efforts, that you're not stuck that things can improve. Spirituality, which is all about connecting with your with your higher power, whatever that means for you. And ultimately, having the power to choose because you can choose courage over fear. You can choose calm over anxiety. You can choose self-care over self-neglect. You can choose gratitude over entitlement. You can choose serenity over stress. You can choose. And those everyday lifestyle choices can make a real difference to your subjective lived experience. So you can choose happiness too. And the everyday choices, the everyday decisions you make can bring you more inner fulfillment and inner happiness. Perhaps the best definition of happiness I've ever come across is that happiness is the result of having someone to love, something to be grateful for, something useful to do and something to hope for and look forward to. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast in the doctor's chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. Thank you for listening to my podcast in the doctor's chair. 
For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com. Oh, 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 oh